Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Oh, you know what? It just got weird. It did. It, did. it, just it got really real weird, does get weird. And now if, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> just, why, yeah. Why are you? Why are you imitating my wife? That's all. <laughs> okay. Like, we're just, we're gonna start the show. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. (laughs) We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Uh, Happy Turkey Day. This uh, this podcast released on Thanksgiving, and uh, Danae is ahead of the game. She is uh, (laughs) doing the turkey imitation. The best part is the part you can't see, is that after Danae uh, came out with the gobble-gobble, uh, she cracked herself up so much she had to move the microphone away from her mouth so that she wouldn't God. laugh. I didn't even think about it being Thanksgiving next yeah. week. That's crazy. Yeah, or this week. Or I mean, this week. Right today. now, we're on yes. Thanksgiving recording right now. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. yeah. Mm, this is going. I just live. had some cranberries. Good. <laughs> I don't even like cranberries sauce. I never I have cranberries. Yeah. I don't like it. It's not good. I mean, and zombie like the- was pretty. Zombies was pretty good. Um, but that's, that's I love that. Yeah, that, that's that, good. Oh, R.I.P. Lead singer of the Cranberries passed away. I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't yes, know that. Uh, yes, she. Yeah, it was, uh last year, I think. Oh, I just saw um, a video of Miley Cyrus singing "Zombies" that was pretty badass. Miley did a zombie cover. Yeah, it was um, live from Whiskey A Go Go. Oh yeah, she's been doing covers. She because she did like a Fleetwood Mac or something. But anyways, I, I really appreciated it because I remember trying to to, to sing that song. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I like to try to imitate voices. And so mm-hmm. when I was growing up and singing all the time, there's certain voices I can match really, really well. Um, but then like Cranberries was a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I loved her voice so, so much. I yeah. pretended that she was saying Johnny instead of zombie that so. is really cute that is yeah. that is adorable that's yeah i that's was beautiful. i was like 18 but we'll call it adorable <laughs> johnny johnny, johnny, johnny eh, eh. <laughs> oh you know what it just got weird it did it, did, it, just it got really real does get weird and now if, i'm like <laughs> yeah, why, yeah why are you why are you imitating my wife that's all <laughs> okay all right okay start the show <laughs> let's get Let's get moving, shall we? Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, in, enjoy however you're celebrating today. And we're going to talk Happy about some... Happy zombie day, everybody. Yeah, we're going to talk about some Sins videos. Uh, let's kick it off with the Sins side scoop. What's he building in there? Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. 
going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, and we how and we how we how and felt we how. the about movie in show general. Uh, so, <laughs> are you having a stroke? Are you okay? <laughs> I am fine. I am fine. You, can you can you smell purple? Uh, purple's great. It's really, honestly, it's the brown that's not a great smell, but, uh, purple's a, a really, really great smell. Um, uh, so. I feel attacked. <laughs> uh, let's kick it off with TV Sins in Mandalorian. Hey, look what we're doing. We're insta-sinning Mandalorian me. second season. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that, uh, that we're able to do this. This is kind of one of the fun things we've started doing is, uh, sending shows as they are taking place. Uh, this first one was a Cher Watkins script. Barrett jumping in on the Mandalorians uh, yeah. for us. So yeah. Did you notice an uptick in the word "fuck" in this one? <laughs> well, let let's 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 well, can't know wait till you read what he had to say. <laughs> That's right. We should <laughs> start with that. What did Barrett have to say about uh, writing on the first episode of the new season? I think it was just all the word "fuck," right? Isn't yeah, that it was the whole pretty thing? Pretty much, yes. It was yeah. his infatuation with Timothy Olyphant. I think was <laughs> most of it. Okay, um, so he said, "I loved the first Mandalorian episode." Timothy, is it Olyphant? <laughs> I think I've always said Olyphant, but I, I, I Timothy Olyphant. Ol, How about Olyphant? Uh huh. Yeah. All the pants. Kevin Smith calls him Timothy Oliph Awesome or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Timothy Oliphant is always welcome, and I may want to sex him as long as is he as long as he's wearing the Boba Fett armor. I thought it was a great start to the second season. Great effects on the dragon. Great Western slash Rio Bravo vibe, and great baby yodes. I do not want to sex baby yodes, even if he's like fifty. <laughs> Glad he let let us know that so we weren't confused. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what he said. There you go. Uh, Barrett chiming in with uh, who he wants to sex in the episode. Is Baby Yoda like the greatest creation, like television creation ever? It's got to be up there. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but... I mean, it's he's cer- so cute. It's certainly great. It's certainly <laughs> oh wonderful. My God, it's just I don't amazing. know that uh, I don't know that uh, America has been so infatuated with a television puppet since uh, the dinosaurs know. baby. Uh, you know, with <laughs> not the, the mama, not the mama. But uh-huh. I mean, it's like it's just, and even though they've kind of gone the route of like silly, kind of almost like slapstick stuff, where he, you know, he's like, or you know, he closes mm-hmm. the, you know, but it's it's adorable. I don't care. Like it's just no, it's I just, great. It's great, and what's really great is they are allowing him to be an infant, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and and so that's that's really fun. Um, uh, I I really am enjoying season two, and since we're mm-hmm. going to get uh, hopefully a chance to talk about more episodes uh, of the season, we don't necessarily need to go into all of it right now. But I think this this was a great launch into the second season. Um, I had a blast with it. I I am absolutely loving. Um, this show what did you think jonathan since you wrote on this yeah no, i know i love this episode we were we talked about barrett actually wrote the send but i was thinking the same thing the show is basically becoming a western which i'm good with yeah i'm totally good with that and it's kind of like got this it's kind of at least early on while they have been hinting at bigger stories um he's kind of doing this you know pops up on a planet or pops up yeah. you know, somewhere to find somebody and then he ends up helping them on like some kind of mission or something. So it's right. kind of got this like incredible Hulk 
the fugitive you know kind of feel to it yeah it's very episodic uh, which 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 i yeah which i'm enjoying the hell out of i know you've even mentioned x files mm-hmm, uh, kind yes. of monster of the week uh timothy Olyphant was great uh it was almost like Raylan, which we even called him Raylan gibbons at one we called him discount Raylan gibbons actually but it kind of felt like it was just if his character from justified existed in this world <laughs> right this is what he'd be doing you know um no i loved it i, I loved everything about this it was it was so much fun Danae, are you watching all the episodes this season? Uh, did you watch this one even though you didn't write on it? Or are you just watching no, the ones you write on? I'm just going to watch the ones that I write on, but I did watch a recap of it. You know, I just went and kind of, mm-hmm. there's some really great recap um, channels on YouTube that do a really good job of reminding you of potentially stuff that's related. And and so um, that was really helpful because I did obviously watch this and and look at the material. So but I didn't, I didn't watch it as it came out. I think I probably would have really enjoyed it to a certain degree, but the quicker versions are sometimes better for my schedule. So, yeah. It, it sounds like you're vaguely interested in this show, but it's it's not like captured you to a point where you're like, ooh, I got to... Yeah. Because I know you like the Star Wars movies. You get excited yeah. about the Star Wars movies when they come out, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that they're well-made, and I love the universe, and the action is fun. Um... I like the themes and the stories and um, I, I really do love the relationship between the child and the Mandalorian. Um, this idea of, you know, a rough and tough bounty hunter caring for this, you know, infant. And it is interesting to see how they infuse humor into their relationship mm-hmm. as well. And you know, you're talking about is baby Yoda like the best thing to happen. I was thinking about this too. Like, When has everyone fallen in love with, you know, a, a, like a puppet? That's not even, you know, CG. This is a, yeah, I think that I mean, makes it more tangible. I mean, obviously there are some effects and I, I realize that, but it is interesting to see puppet work happening inside this realm, mm-hmm. um, especially being someone who loves Jim Henson and, mm-hmm. um, you know, other, other things that are more like li- live action puppetry. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad we're doing it. I'm glad to be back in the world. Um, but I did stop watching season one partway through. So before kicking off into this, you know, this Instasin series that we're doing with Mandalorian, um, I went back and I watched a recap of season one to see where it landed so that I was a little bit more prepared for season two. And I think <laughs> <Landed>. it looks... <laughs> I didn't even There's think a lot about of landing. that. There's a lot of landing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's fun and beautiful. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to... Um, to actually seeing how the season kind of wraps, are, you know, I'm assuming that they know where they're going with the story, and I'm I'm curious how they're going to get there. Would I, Elmo be the best comparison? Like, I know that's more kid, but like I, you know, the baby Elmo. It's a craze, good comparison. Like that's the, a, that's kind of yeah. what I feel like, but it's like baby Elmo for adults. <laughs> well, but it's like, like so Elmo has you Elmo's know if you a go by Elmo more than an store, infant, yeah. True and if you story. go buy him in the store, he's like singing his ABCs and talking about tickling. Whereas I feel like if you bought a store baby Yoda, it would be, you know, eating inappropriate things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I guess I just meant popularity. I, that's right. what I was yeah, thinking. Right, right. That's true. That's, that's true. true. Um, yeah. Yes, they're very different people. I get <laughs> that. That's right. Yes. Please don't mix them up. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to just touch on before we get into the video itself today, you mentioned something about the practical effects about the puppetry and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. What's really interesting about this show too, is they have invented an entirely new way to keep even the digital effects more practical. They, they have like these, uh, 
high, incredibly high def screens that in real time produce the effects for the actors to act against and they shoot against them. Yeah. They invented like this, (gasps) this crazy, you know, usually use green screen, but they're using actual digital projection. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I didn't know that. So see, that's interesting to me because when I watch the making of Lord of the Rings, for example, mm -hmm. I I love that series. I mean, I love the movies. We all kind of probably know that at this point, but watching the behind the scenes stuff was really fascinating for me. And I remember watching, um, Oh, he plays Gandalf. Ian McKellen. uh, Ian. Thank you. I was, I was going you in for whatever, Uh, how he talked so openly about his struggle when he was acting because there's nobody around you Mm -hmm. and you're pulling this energy and trying to like create this environment to act against and to react to. And, and he is so accustomed to having other people around him that it was essentially depressing for him and hard for him to be motivated to pull Gandalf out. And now like we're watching it, the end result going, this is incredible. Right. But to think about him as an actor and just how difficult that would have been. So how cool is it to invent something that allows the actors to play off of this world? That's really mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, you should, you should definitely look up some of those videos. There are videos that show yeah. kind of how they're doing, and I think you'd really like that stuff. Okay, I'll do that now during the show. No, no, no. Sorry, didn't mean to give you a distraction point. Uh, you don't need any extra. Uh, why don't <gasps> oh, you... Oh, Baby Yoda! Oh. <laughs> to keep you interested, let's start with you. What, what are some of your oh, thoughts? <laughs> what are some of your thoughts on the, the video itself? My plan has been foiled! Um, the let's get ready to Gamori and Grumble. That was just <laughs> fun to hear you do mm-hmm. that one. Um, I think I read in the comments too. It's like, I was waiting for this. I was hoping that this was going to happen and here it is. But it's always fun to hear Aaron put on the big voice, whether it's like the radio big voice uh-huh. or the, uh, the in a world movie voice that you right, do. Right. Yeah. That So that was just a fun one. I started um, reading the comments and then people were giving a shit on the spurs. So I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done reading comments. <laughs> There was a lot of Spurs shit, wasn't oh, there? Oh, God. Um, actually, Spurs. Um, actually. Uh, the graffiti. The Oh, look, a Banksy. Yes. That was fun. That was very funny. Um, why would anyone punch Mando in the helmet? Why would anyone punch anyone's helmet? <laughs> it's a really good point. Something that happens mm-hmm. from time to time. <laughs> why would you do it? Especially if it's Beskar or whatever. Um, the Q fanboys orgasm. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when they're pulling on the tethers and the sin is just this fucking plan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really get the plan. I got to be honest. That was yeah. Barrett and I both had some questions about that. Yeah. So what I really enjoy about what we do sometimes is that we can't figure out how to make a sin sound you know, really elaborate or clever. We just state the obvious. And that one was one that it just chuck- it made me chuckle because it's like it wasn't going into some deep thing about how this plan doesn't work and like pointing out stuff on the screen and mm-hmm. drawing up this big explanation. It was just like this fucking plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Those are the ones I, I noted. Uh, I will also mention, but yeah, let's go back to Luke's boring planet again. Uh, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> we both wrote stuff on that. In fact, that was pretty great. The uh, round here, I'm the one tells folks to do cliche made me giggle for whatever reason, because it's just it's one of those things where it's like, that's not really a cliche, but actually it kind of is. And so especially in Westerns. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Bobathont made me laugh as (laughs) well. 
That was amazing. Love that one. Um, I also liked pointing out that the uh, the they hired the uh, deaf actor to create the Tuscan sign yeah. language. I thought that was uh, worthy of pointing out. Um, Mr. Being, who could probably end this evil bastard by waving oh, your yeah. hands a few times before pe- multiple people were killed. I yeah, thought it was really funny. Barrett, Barrett, that was great. Barrett did that. I had written something earlier in the episode because that is one thing this show is going to have a hard time. Like Now that we know he has those powers, it's mm-hmm. every time you're just like, why isn't he doing something? You know, like, they, but yeah. it drains him too. You know, yeah, well, it, does it does drain it him. Does. It and does. he's also a baby, right? Like, so yeah. like he has infant tendencies, and so like you know, an infant is there's there's also it's very instinctual too. So it, it does kind of mm-hmm. have that out a little bit. I think the but like in this one, like he actually like he he closed up his thing, you know, because he didn't you know want to get involved early on in the I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, the end not being a twist to us, just confusion about why I'm watching a random ball guy look at the, <laughs> the sunsets. Uh, is, yeah, is, I, I, like I that didn't too. know who it was. No, like, in, in that these, was me. And I love these sins because they are the exact sins that you will go to the comments and people and people who know who it mm-hmm. is think it's the most obvious thing in the world and they can't mm-hmm. believe you don't know who it is. And I love that we're here going, no, look, not everybody has this knowledge that you have. Not everybody is aware of what the, the dark saber I mean, is or, you know, the who's why his armor would well, be there, you know? They made, was this the episode, did they make, yeah, they made the Starlight Pit comment earlier, mm-hmm. right? Right, about, yeah. So, like, I, I had Boba Fett in my mind, so when I saw him, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a Boba Fett thing. So I did think, but I didn't know, and then I look it up, and it's, I guess it's the actor that played mm-hmm. played his son, Right. Or is that right? I didn't look that part up. Well, it's the it's the actor who uh was all the like all the clones were based after um in the clone uh army, right? So it, yeah, I I don't know. We're going to sound stupid. Yeah. Sorry guys. <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of unavoidable. <laughs> that's kind of the point. Is like, you know, it's it's cool that these things happen, but at the same time, not everybody knows, and so the show has to walk that interesting balance and and I don't think the show's mm-hmm. necessarily doing a bad job at it but that one moment yeah. was a little bit like what is this you know like so <laughs> wait that guy's looking at the sun that's yeah. cool I, we don't know who that is <laughs> uh what about you jonathan um well i already mentioned the spurs but yeah ain't no fucking spurs on that costume man i thought was hilarious um i liked getting the clerks reference and celebrating the deaths of all those innocent independent contractors mm-hmm um and then just whenever we can do the trimmers outtake with kevin bacon it makes me so happy because that's just so funny (laughs) just to cut to him saying fuck you is my favorite (laughs) yeah yeah and if you haven't seen trimmers you should go watch it now because it's amazing it really is Really, oh my god, it, it's it, so fun! It really is a fun movie. Reba McIntyre should have been nominated for an Oscar. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> okay. Well, let's not go too far, Jonathan. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but she's really good at it. She's yeah, really she fun is. in it. She really is. Uh, we can end there. There's plenty more Mandal- Man- uh, Mandalorian um, that we will get Mandy. to. <laughs> Over the course of the season. Oh man, if he if he has a girlfriend, I hope her name is Mandy (laughs) or Laura, one of the two. Or Laura, yeah, that Mm -hmm. worked too. Uh, Let's move on to Family Guy, Turkey Guys. This was a Dicer Watkins script. Uh, Jonathan and I wrote on this, um, despite Danae thinking that possibly she had written on it. (laughs) Or was I trying to challenge you and make sure you knew what was really happening? Right. So, family, yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about Family Guy. Um, that we didn't I, say I noticed that 
as you guys were talking about this um, when you were working on the script, that you were like, this episode, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> both of you, came, yeah. you, both of you came into the chat. You're like, okay, so this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, like it's one of I've only seen. Now I've only. I mean, I think I've probably seen bits and pieces of it in the past because I've, you know, I've had friends that have watched it and stuff. But like, as far as just sat down and watched episodes, I've only seen the two that we've done because um, we've only done this in the pilot, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, I have, uh, yeah. I have maybe seen bits and pieces in passing, and but I haven't really sat down are, to watch it. There are moments where I laugh, and I do think sure. like, Seth MacFarlane can be very funny. I love the Orville. I mean, yeah. that's that's a great show. I, there are moments in this where I was where I was laughing hard, but it's just overall, it's just it's kind of got that Shrek thing mm -hmm. where it's like it just goes to these random pop culture. I, I don't know. It just well, it, and we but, have to have. I think we also have to have the self awareness that we kind of do this too. You know, it's a little, yeah, it's a that's little, true. it's a little bit of a a different thing that we're doing than a show that's supposed to have a narrative. A lot of times, I, I think the thing I don't like about Family Guy in the ones that I've seen, which again is just the two in bits and pieces, is that narratively, whoever's writing them, whether it's Seth or his writers or, or whatever, they don't seem really interested in, in doing anything except doing random pop culture jokes. And yes. like, hey, I'm going to say this random thing so we can do a cutaway sketch for five seconds and and do a funny joke. Well, that is kind of what we do. You know, we do little five second jokes, you know, in our sins, but it's kind of our format. Whereas this feels like it should be more of a sitcom. Like there should be a narrative through line and the, the show just doesn't seem interested in doing that, which, Hey, if that's the show you want to be in, people like that show. So go for it. Yeah. And I could, you know, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I can totally like, this is one I'm watching. I can totally see why people enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I just don't know that it's for me. Right. But, but that being said, like, I don't mind doing it. Like, this isn't one where I'm like, oh, I hope we don't ever do another one. I mean, they're very watchable mm -hmm. and they have their moments. And, and then they do, and very sensible. But then they do have some moments where you're just like, oh, what was that? <laughs> uh, Danae, before you go into the Sins video itself, did you have any thoughts about the show? I don't like Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, what shocked. about the video then? What about the video? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this seemed like a Danae show all the way through. That's right. If there hey, ever the was way, a show. What? Was that supposed to be monkey feces on his face? No, it was blood. It was like it, I, I had I had to I'm pause so it because I was yeah, I was so doing confused. the shadow. I think it's because they can be violent, mm -hmm. and so I think it was just his skin was ripped off. Okay, that's what I thought at first. But yeah, then, of course, in the next shot, he's fine. So, yeah. well, but yes, yeah, yeah. I know because Family Guy. Yeah, family no, guy. it was definitely a monkey ate my face uh, joke. Um, okay, kind of I was yeah. so confused, and then I just realized. I to, now I forgot yeah. to ask you. I thought it was poop. Also, so you're not alone. <laughs> um, I had to pause it, brighten my screen, and go. Okay, that's red, and I think that's ripped flesh. So. Yeah, I, I guess I was aware because that is a monkey. Like that's a monkey stereotype: is that you don't want to get close to them because they will eat your nose off. Like that, like they that is a monkey thing. So yeah, I've heard that. I have yeah. heard that. I thought that was a possibility, but I was just, it's so confusing because like I said, the next shot, like when he got shot three times and then he's walking, you know, <laughs> right. so it's hard to know what was actually done. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's very fast. It, it's, it's very fast and strange. Yeah. I, I did not know that monkeys ripping off noses and faces was a thing, It is, but yep. I knew enough by the context clues that it was probably a thing and I didn't look it up. But my first thing, because when I think about monkeys, it's always poop. It's not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I just, just realized that's feces. the cold open. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Today in real time, being aware of her cold open is one of the greatest oh, things ever. <laughs> Whoopsie. Okay, so the ones I really liked was arguing with the fridge still open. <laughs> it's just a really funny, like, everyday moment that mm-hmm. happens in houses all over the world. You know, if you're going to have an argument, at least close the door. Yep. Um, being aware of the color and duration of your dad's bum ring was instantly mm-hmm. something that I thought needed to be pointed out. So I was glad to see it addressed in the script. Uh, and then the entire flooding series was really fun. Uh, we had a conversation about it as we were putting the script together where like the car door and mm-hmm. like all the different phobias mm-hmm. that were happening. Um, hearing you pronounce the Jeff, 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 or whatever. Uh-huh. And Jeff-a-rophobia, the, yeah. Yeah. Those, that was it. I didn't know that those were things. I'm just, I, I mean, okay. Everybody can be afraid of something and there's always a phobia out there somewhere, but I didn't realize that they were, cause I yep. have that. I, uh, I have I have some of that too. I definitely have that in my uh, keeping tabs. Looking up phobias okay, cool. is, is is a fun thing for sure. Um, but but the one that I really loved probably the most was the you know why is she leaving her hand in his mouth? Because that was just such a <laughs> oh great my thing God, to point that out. Scene, every, I'm, <laughs> I mean I'm glad Aaron wrote something there because I just didn't want to watch that scene again. Like there was something. <laughs> it's so weird. There, it was just like talking to your grandmother about your poop. I know it's a comedy. I mean I know it's but it just wasn't funny to me and it was just like I'm just uh, like I'm like I just can't even imagine if like talking to your grandmother about your pubic hair and then was just putting your hand in your mouth. Was that the one where I where I said the the talking to your grandma about her pubic hair joke? I'm going to say yeah. where I was yeah. like, is, yeah. is, is we going to call this a joke? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not a, I mean, you you can do anything you want with humor. I'm just saying that for yeah, whatever reason, right. that specific bit right. just got me in right. a way I didn't enjoy. Um, Jonathan, what did you uh, what did you want to point out from the video? Um, well, I the Detroit Lions thing was funny because I had actually written a sin a couple like like maybe when they were watch maybe they were watching football at one point I think mm-hmm. or they were watching TV and I think I made a comment about like why would you be watching a Detroit Lions game or what or, or de- like why would you be watching a Detroit Lions or Dallas Cowboys game but then that scene popped up a few minutes later where he made the comments about mm-hmm. shouldn't you be losing a game right now and mm-hmm. I was just like oh my god I got to get Aaron to like just. <laughs> do one of those laugh start to cry yeah. things yeah. and it was he he did it very well and then just you talking about sponge cow that i just it was one of those things where was like that's why i'm glad we have two writers because i didn't even think about that like that why would he be called sponge cow <laughs> that's right <laughs> it's it's substance like, name <laughs> like nothing about that nothing about that joke made sense right it was just it was hilarious so yeah yeah. Those were the things I had written down, other than what Danae already mentioned. Oh, and then Train, of course. Any, anytime you can make fun of Train, yes. I'm down. Yep. Uh, the end of that SpongeBob joke with, um, or maybe it's the beginning, maybe it's the first part, where it's like, first cows don't live under the sea, let alone in pineapples. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the, uh, listen, as somebody who loves the sport of basketball, can I just point out how horribly placed that basketball hoop was in that driveway? Mm-hmm. Like, that is that is the worst place for, like, and that's the kind of hoop that you put water in the base so that it doesn't tip over and it's mm-hmm. hard to move and, and it's just like, what a, what a ridiculous thing. Where would you thing. put that, like, on the side of the driveway? That with a driveway mm-hmm. like that, that is a street hoop. That is a hoop oh, that, okay. that you put, like, on the street and then you just have to stop playing when cars come through or whatever. And if so. it was in the street, we would send that it was in the street. <laughs> Of course, of course. That's one of my favorite things in the comments when people are like, you would have sent it if they had done it the other way too. And it's like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Now you're catching on. (laughs) Now you're getting it. My favorite, I didn't put this in the comments. I I hope neither one of you had this one, but um, there was one, I didn't write it down, but it was something like, 
on this, uh, the um, calling your dog before you call your husband. Uh-huh. And somebody was commenting like, "Well, of course she would call her. The, of course she would call Brian before she would call Peter because Peter's stupid, and he would, you know, he would totally throw his <laughs> like, phone." And I was like, "Yeah, I get it. Yes, I, we but, get what the like, show is doing. We, we understand. <laughs> it's just funny they, to think of calling the like, dog. They at were all. standing their ground on that man. They're like, he would. She would definitely call the dog first. <laughs> <laughs> you are an idiot." <laughs> Uh, and then uh, turkeys do not know how to operate gondolas uh, was a lot of fun too I like that yeah, one yeah and Danae so. didn't you say you had actually written something about that like when you were because you shadowed I thought you said like you had one in mind or something I don't remember maybe oh yeah I had I had something that I was noodling around in my brain yeah. um, with like, operating the gondola mm-hmm. so I was really happy to see it in the script nice nice uh all right let's move on to music video sins melanie martinez the bakery um wow what a video huh huh how about them cookies i i really like melanie martinez yeah i i feel like i like billy eilish a lot i do but like Mm -hmm. i don't think i'm like on the billy eilish bandwagon like a lot of people are but i think like melanie martinez is kind of my billy eilish um yeah and they're not I mean, they're really not that similar. They just, you know, but I don't know why that. I just kind of put them both together in my head. She was on The Voice, though, and I watched that season. It was like season three, I think, when I looked it up. And I was really upset she didn't win. I remember watching it. I thought she was like the most unique, uh, you know, talent on that season. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm really glad that she's had a successful career since then, though. Uh, she might be one of the most successful people to come from The Voice, right? Yeah, I mean, I can't think of too many others that. Yeah, I you know, think so. Um, but yeah, but no, but her song "Mad Hatter" is one of my favorite songs from like the last decade. I just, I don't know. I just, she's cool. Like, I just, I think I like her nice. style. I like how unique she is, and I just, I like her voice. And uh, she, uh, she writes catchy songs. Nice, so. nice. I, I didn't see anything that elevated this above any kind of other pop song for me, and the video was too weird for me i you know this like is not just, one of my favorite songs of hers i will so, say that yeah i don't have a lot to say about it Danae, did you have anything to say about the like the video itself or the song itself or anything like that i have no experience with this person at all so this is my first time to like absorb any of her artistry um and she's incredibly like i'm incredibly curious about her so i went to yeah. her website started clicking around and she's just a very uh like visionary artistic driven person she has a movie did you guys know that uh i think so i I haven't seen it but i think i heard that so i guess when she was writing this album and this is a really quick search because i didn't really spend too much time Mm -hmm. on it but when she was writing it she realized that it was become like there was a strong story for her that she was telling something very specific and it turned into a movie so there's an hour and a half movie that you can um purchase uh on like amazon and there's all there was let's see if you click on watch the film from our website you can uh itunes store uh, amazon google play voodoo fandango microsoft so you can like purchase it and i guess it's just she has this thing that she wanted to get out of her and that's interesting to me i really um without knowing a lot about the depth of what she's writing because i didn't look into that i didn't read lyrics i didn't do any of that stuff I was just so happy to see a normally shaped person. Can I be honest with you? Like she has a, she has like a regular body and I was really happy to see that. No, it's, it's, I, I'm totally with you. Um, I, I am very much, uh, in favor of body normalization and all that. We've talked about that stuff before and, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't bother me at all. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, oh, here's the, it says, in the in this early enchanting musical film by Melanie Martinez, Crybaby, a strong and sensitive girl, is sent to a disturbing sleepaway school that's severely opposed to individuality. With the help of her magical friends and an angelic spirit guide named Lilith, they gain the strength they need to fight off the school's evil staff and take down the oppressive school system of K-12. Nice. Very Which nice. sounds like something I would have loved when i was <laughs> like in that in yeah. that realm uh, it has just... 77 reviews on imdb with a 4.3 out of 5 so far nice interesting do, do you remember yeah. her do you watch the voice though do you remember her on the voice she was super young then because i mean that was like you know eight years ago or yeah something, that was I, season I, three. He, this has always been my problem with the voice i never yeah. connected to a single contestant on the voice that show mm-hmm. was so much about the the coaches and about them, you know, bantering with each other and competing against each other that I thought the contestants just got left in the background. And well, so I didn't really and, connect to any of them. And I don't remember if it was that season or maybe the next one, kind of why I quit watching it. For, although I will catch it every now and then, but I don't I don't pay that much attention to it. But I I, I the way they the way they would choose the artists just felt very uh, not like they weren't like in the battle rounds and stuff mm-hmm. like they were they weren't necessarily going by talent. No, the show. There, there that, were, that's yeah. my other thing about the show. Was, it has this concept, this this idea that it's all about the voice, but it's only that for the the beginning, and then the rest of the show is about everything that every other show's about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, but she and she made it far. Like I think she, I think I re, I couldn't remember, and I looked it up. I think she was like top five or top six or something. I mean, yeah. she got close to the end, but uh, she was cool. She did this, and I got to rewatch because I'd forgot. She her audition was. Uh, a cover of Toxic, where she's just sitting down playing a guitar, and it's like this. Oh, interesting! Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. I mean, she's 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 just really cool. I don't like all of her songs, but she's always it's always something interesting. And her videos are always they are very weird, and sometimes they're a little too weird for me. And I don't like body horror and stuff. So mm-hmm. her being a cookie and all that stuff was kind of creepy <laughs> to me. But uh, <laughs> but I do appreciate but, it. And but I do, hey. anyone that can stand out there with oh Barrett actually talks. I guess we should read what Barrett says. The, Probably the, yeah, the, the pasties, the oddly shaped pasties and I mean it was you know it's 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 definitely an image that will never leave your mind. And that says some that's something. Sure. Sure. What did Barrett have to say I just, today? I want to know more about the bunny rabbits though. Because I thought those were pretty cool. Okay. Barrett hated the bunny rabbits. Like he was just like they're so cute. I don't know why he. Just, uh, he says he, we did Melanie Martinez's The Bakery a while ago, but it still stuck with me. It's a pretty straightforward song, especially for her, about getting out of a out of a mundane job. But of course, there's weirdness and bunnies and baked people. I was surprised at how sexy she made it um, on the ISO shots. ISO shots. Mm-hmm. Is it ISO or ISO? I'm, I'm guessing ISO, like isolated. I ISO. Like, yeah, I think that's what he means, but I don't okay. know for sure. Cool. Uh, lingo, yo, on the ISO shots of her dancing, but good for her. She has some pretty impressive moves, even if her pasties were a little disapp- <laughs> disproportionate. I'm just saying I got a little distracted by the pasties. <laughs> they were big, those pasties. The pasties were on my mind a lot during this video, is what I'm saying. Pasties. <laughs> 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 uh yes yes thank you barrett let's move into the the video itself uh i'll kick us off love handles i mean obviously is the exact kind mm-hmm. of thing that uh mm-hmm. the exact kind of reason i love my job uh is to read stuff like that see stuff like that hey that's exactly how i order my hash browns at waffle house uh also made me giggle quite a bit 
Uh, have to give the shout out to the wait, whose college girlfriend is this mm-hmm. uh, series? I had that one down. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really funny. Um, Am I Jeremy? Aaron? Barrett? <laughs> Did we all have the same girlfriend in college? Uh, well, we've talked about that too with the TV Sins narrator kind of not having a college girlfriend and is like more um, like the joke that we've used for the TV Sins narrator is more of like title of my sex tape question uh, mark. Yeah, you know, we've had, I know we've had a couple of college girlfriends that we've actually removed because mm-hmm. it felt too much like you know, something Jeremy would say versus right, right. that narrator would so say. I'll but leave, I think we've probably done him once or so. I'll leave Barrett and Jeremy to fight over the college girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> I'll just be the, the confused guy. Uh, th- wait, this bakery only has one standard model oven? How does it stay in business? Uh, was a great observation that I liked as well. Um, Danae, what about you? Uh, you literally took um, every one of them except for the bunnies. Even though he like was like, uh, too many seconds of dancing bunnies who should be doing their jobs. Um... Uh, even though he was mean to the bunnies, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, did you have anything else to add? Um, yes, I. Uh, it's that chicken in a box was very funny, yes. yeah, and very uh, funny. I liked lighting one candle for yourself to eat a single baked good. Um, <laughs> was was a good observation, but everything else Aaron mentioned. So nice, nice, great job, uh, great video. Uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. All right, on to Cinema Sins for the week. Uh, we'll kick it off with the Simpsons movie. This was uh, Atkinson Scott script. Chris and Jeremy, the OG team, uh, writing on this one. Um, man, I have mixed feelings on this movie. I remember when it came out, being so excited because I, you know, I love The Simpsons, and I was thinking because they were putting so much energy into it, it, you know, would feel more like old school Simpsons, you know, kind of stuff. And um, and I remember thinking it was okay, that it was good, and that I laughed a quite quite a bit but that it didn't kind of reach my expectation level um but i haven't really watched it a lot since then so i don't really have a lot of thoughts other than that um jonathan what's been your experience with this movie Um, i saw it i don't think i saw it in the theater but i definitely saw it when around when it came out and i don't think i've ever watched it again i kind of forgot about it i'm not even gonna lie like i kind of forgot it existed until this got put on the calendar i mean i don't think it ever completely left my mind but when it got up on the calendar i was like oh yeah there was a simpsons movie (laughs) Because <laughs> um, it was really weird because it was so long after the show had started. It had been talked about for so long. Like right. they had been trying to get it done for, you know, since the early seasons, you know. And um, so it just felt like it kind of came out at a, like it almost felt like it was too late. Yeah, it was. Then, it definitely was. Yeah, yeah that's what it felt like. I, but I remember thinking it was kind of funny like you did. And then watching this video, I, I mean, none of it really I never, I didn't remember much of it. And there was, but there were funny moments in the video. Like there were, you know, scenes that they showed lead ins mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, that's funny. You know, and I remember Spider Pig because um, sure. that's kind of become a meme or whatever. But, uh, but I, I thought it was hilarious. So I, I'd completely forgotten they had introduced that environmental kid that, you know, never shows up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's fine. Like I, I, I think if I watched it again, I would probably like it okay. But I, you know, I think there's, much better episodes of the show that I'd prefer to watch over it. Today, did you ever see the Simpsons movie? I did not. Do you want But I know that uh, Barrett, or rather Chris and Jeremy have a lot to say about it. So yeah, why don't we hear what they have to say, to. yeah. Uh, Chris starts off by saying the Simpsons movie has always been a slight disappointment for me. I am a huge fan of the series, having watched it from the beginning, not the Tracy Ullman show shorts, just the full episodes, and even stayed with it through perhaps just shy of 25 seasons before letting go of it. There have been there had been t- 
talk of a movie for years and obviously with the show's near year round process from writing to the voice work uh, to the animation itself, they had a hard time getting a feature length movie together. But by the time it came out, most of their ideas had been spent. And although it credits some of the best writers the show has had, it's either too many cooks in the kitchen or they are credited in name only. And a bunch of other staff writers wrote this. It gets some good jokes in, even though most uh, even the most recent Simpsons episodes probably has three to four good laughs in it. This movie has a handful um, that make it worthwhile. Some of it revolves around being able to do stuff they couldn't do on TV. Homer's double bird, the Bart skateboard trip where they block his privates until one surprise moment comes up, stuff like that. But there are some desperate jokes in here that hurt the overall. Even all-star Simpsons guest voice Albert Brooks is having a hard time generating enough laughs, uh, generating great laughs as he did with Jack right? Is that what you say? Jacques, the guy who uh, nearly seduced Marge in one episode. And of course, mm-hmm. Hank Scorpio, where he's the boss and de facto Bond villain of a criminal enterprise. <laughs> Sinning was surprisingly easy. But my favorite thing to pick on was the cops prying Bart off of the Krusty Burger and then watching the cops go into what appears to be another Krusty Burger next door. When they pry him off, the restaurant is behind camera. But when they go to lunch, the restaurant is in front of the camera, far away from Bart who they just pulled off the window. I had to rewrite this a couple of times and even admit I might be wrong due to some trickery, but I'm pretty sure that they lost track of where the Krusty Burger was. <laughs> I also loved picking on the inconsistency of Homer being unable to spell simple words like stop and yield, but then made a perfect list of tasks he had to do with not one misspelling. Oh yeah, and Lisa not being able to get anybody to answer the door when she's trying to save the environment, but somehow getting everybody to come to the town hall meeting about it. And in a rarity, I saw someone on discord nitpick deuce in Yeah, guys, I'm not here for that. <laughs> the um, Latin, the Latin phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As poor Latin. And I had to concede that I tried to get the right translation through Google translate, which I know is a lying son of a bitch, but anyway, <laughs> it's supposed Definitely to be is. Deus. Deus Indica There's a cat Machine (laughs) But everyone Knows What we mean So I feel fine about it (laughs) (laughs) Nice Sorry Chris I didn't give that Correction Any service (laughs) Your Latin's a little rusty My Latin is non-existent I don't Latin (laughs) (laughs) Danae does not know How to Latin properly I do have a friend Who teaches Latin though Oh nice Nice. Which is kind of cool On to Jeremy All right, Jeremy says the Simpsons movie was actually the bulk of my bachelor party. Well, there's a story we want to hear more of. <laughs> no kidding. Um, the groomsmen and I all went out for food and then to see this movie. It was a great time. Movie doesn't hold up well for me. In the theater, with the anticipation, it was enough to feel like it was a real thing. But now, 13 years later, with the show still on the air, I can see the stale humor a little more easily now in the Simpsons movie. There's a frustrating lack of heart. The show in its first 10 years always managed to have Homer do terrible things, but still be warm and gentle enough for us to understand why Marge loves him. In the movie, there's none of that. He does some arguably awful shit and she still stays with him. Actually, and she stays with him because he later saves the town, but he didn't learn anything. There's no humanity to movie Homer and the show uh, always gave him at least 5%. Jokes feel tone deaf here and there with the Ralph. I like men now and the joke about my wives are going to kill me and it's a conjoined twin joke, I think. Given the controversy the show endured a year or two ago regarding Apu, maybe it's just easier for me to spot areas where it seems tone deaf. 
lots of recycled plots here too. Environmental boyfriend for Lisa. Town is polluted and Lisa's mad. Marge considers leaving Homer. The dark ass moment when they are doing when they are going to hang the family and put a pacifier on one of the nooses for Maggie. Yikes. Did not remember that. On the plus side, Albert Brooks and Tom Hanks are nearly funny enough on their own. And there is that inspired joke where the church people and the bar people switch places as the town, as a dome comes down on (laughs) their town. I really wish they'd made this movie after eight seasons. It would have been an all timer. Nice. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you kick us off with some of your thoughts on the, the video? Um, I enjoyed, I don't think I'll ever be able to trust TV again. I thought that was very funny. Mm -hmm, Also, mm -hmm. of course, uh, kind of like your love handles. I enjoyed attempted murder. Um, (laughs) why is Mr. Burns in church? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, where is projector? I thought was a great observation. Um, and then, um, I just liked the reading of, you knew what you were getting into when you started that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that was a good one. And uh, celebrating the hero when he was the villain in the first place, I thought was a great observation as well. That happens a lot in movies, and that Mm -hmm. always irritates the fuck out of me. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, Danae, what about you? Um, And the sin about the two activists going door to door, uh, ending with the, that's (laughs) impossible, Uh instead of impossible. I enjoyed that. Um, the humans don't stick to glass like those rubber octopus crawler things from the 80s. Uh-huh. Humans are not adhesive. For whatever reason, that one reminded me of the uh, the sin that you guys talked about in the commentary video on Patreon. Me too. Mm-hmm. I know what you're okay. trying to say. Okay. It's just, it was one of those hilarious observation moments where it's like, this is not a parade. We don't yeah. stop for <laughs> Spider-Man. That's the exact thing I thought about. Yeah. It had that similar vibe to it for whatever uh-huh. reason. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to just kind of shout out yeah. that. And after for I heard of- it, after I heard it in the video, I, I, I pictured Aaron and Chris and Jeremy laughing. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and That's if so funny. you would like to see the sin commentary on the very first video ever, all you have to do is be a sin club member at the peeper level, $10 a month at patreon.com slash cinemasins. It was that was a really fun video to watch to kind of it, it's it's like a behind the scenes, but in video form and mm-hmm. specifically with those who wrote on it. And mm-hmm. it's it's genuinely a lot of good time. Um, the flop set sweat sin. Uh, there's two parts to it. I I loved both of them, but just pointing out that human sweat is mostly water. And so this really wouldn't be a pollution. But because it's flop sweat, we're thinking it's pollution. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Um, and then that's boobist was funny uh-huh uh-huh immediately followed well not immediately but a couple sins later with booble maps yeah. uh, which, <laughs> <laughs> which i enjoyed uh, how did how, how did ralph get up here when everyone knows the stairs to the top of the 20th century fox logo were bombed out long ago and the elevator was destroyed during the making of speed uh that made me <laughs> laugh quite a bit uh the lazy imagery sin that ends with we get it you can draw things that match the things uh just the way that was worded yeah that was got really a giggle funny. out of me um and millions of tiny shards of glass rained down on springfield causing untold injuries and illnesses all over the coming decades um like that observation as well so uh all right let's head on to puss in boots uh this was the dreamworks attempt to do a shrek cinematic universe uh, apparently before cinematic universes were even a cool thing mm-hmm. uh this was an atkinson dicer script chris and i wrote on this one do we want to just kick it off with chris's thoughts on puss in boots and go from there sure chris says god we did puss in boots forever ago like <laughs> august i think for a september release it finally comes out in November. Anyway, I remember watching Puss in Boots in theaters, and I remember liking it. 
Okay. On the recent run, though, I didn't like it too much. I think the main thing for me is that Humpty's plan doesn't make much sense. We're supposed to believe that Jack and Jill are the main bad guys and Humpty is helping Puss and Kitty find the golden goose. But if he's the master planner behind all of this, he makes his henchmen do some very stupid and and unnecessary things. One of those is going through a super dangerous chase through the mountains to rob Jack and Jill and acquire magic beans. If he's the mastermind, why go through that to acquire the beans? It's the most over-the-top cover for being a bad guy in a movie. I was also very confused about the golden goose. The chick that they steal after climbing the beanstalk lays golden eggs, but there's a much bigger mother goose running around that would make way more sense. I think the movie basically does a bait and switch there. They knew it would be impossible for them to carry tons of heavy golden eggs and kidnapping the giant goose, the giant mother goose would have been impossible. So they said, okay, sure. The baby can lay golden eggs. Let's have the heroes kidnap her and the mother goose will be mad enough to come down and ruin Humpty's plans. I swear the filmmakers originally thought to make the mother goose mad that they stole her eggs, not her baby, but realized it would have been unrealistic to steal enough to bring her down. So they invented this baby chick that can can lay eggs. I have no idea, but it sounds like the only explanation to me. Yeah, uh, I agree with pretty much everything Chris said. Uh, I feel very much the same way about this movie. I thought it was cute enough when it came out and upon rewatch, it just completely falls apart. Uh, you know, which which is going to happen with some cartoon movies. Jonathan, what do you remember about this movie? I I had never seen it. Um, and my daughter was born the year this came out, so she wasn't even like six months old when this came out. So we obviously didn't take her to see it. And then she never really like she never got into the Shrek movies or anything. So I guess this Crisis just never averted. really came, yeah I guess this just <laughs> never really came up. But last week we attempted to watch this because I saw it was coming up on the schedule and I asked her about it. She's like, I don't think I've seen that. I was like, you want to watch it? She's like, sure. After like 20 minutes, she asked me if she could do anything else. Like she literally (laughs) asked me that. And uh, I said, of course you can. And I finished it. And uh, yeah, I didn't like it. Like, I mean, it, it was very much in like, it was a it was a very typical my typical opinion on a lot of DreamWorks. Yeah. Animated movies. Love the animation. It's a beautiful looking movie. Um, but yeah, I just didn't laugh and I didn't find the story very interesting and I don't really have much to say about it. I've kind of forgotten a lot that happened and even, even though I saw it a week ago and then I watched the video, you know, last night, but yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Maybe it- better than Shrek, but not <laughs> Well, not let's good. go to our, uh, resident Shrek fan. Uh, Danae is a huge fan of the Shrek universe. <laughs> uh, so Danae, yeah. what are your thoughts on, uh, Puss in Boots? Well, first off, shout out to my tattoo artist who did a great rendition of Shrek on my back. Yes, so, it is. It's pretty impressive. Your entire back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. it's the whole back piece. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I often will be like, hey, you guys want to see an ogre? And then I just turn around and like, rip my clothes <laughs> off my back. She has shirts that just like come apart in the back automatically. Yeah. So yeah. she can, for the, they, they, for the reveal. And they kind of like wing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was disappointed because it doesn't follow the Shrek universe well enough, you know. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you were. I wrote about it on a blog. <laughs> I have never seen this movie, so yeah. I have no point of reference. Uh, is that is that a hair clip on your mic stand? Yes. Okay, I just now noticed that. Now. I just put she it just there. put it there. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Danae, do you want to go first, and then talk about the the video? Sure. Um, I just had a few. Um, uh, the beginning where you know it's got the kid on the moon. And it's like this kid hasn't caught shit during this entire tenure at DreamWorks. <laughs> it's about time we find someone who can. Like just that. Yeah. 
I was like, heck yeah, let's get angry at that kid. Um, if there is one thing I've always admired about pants, it's that they have great sense of comedic timing. <laughs> <laughs> what a great observation. So true. Uh, interspecies mid-chase flirting cracked me up, and the narcissistic omelet was another one that mm. really got me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that one pop up in the comments as well, which is great. Jonathan, what about you? Was that a prison rape joke in a kid's movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Um, I can only roll so many credits. I thought was great because they do say puss in boots a lot. Um, and then I just like the observation of I didn't know how many convenient ropes were hanging around until I started watching. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to give a shout out to Teleclonesis. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Very funny stuff. Sometimes the puns are just right there. Um, a lot of love in the comments also for uh, ironically in prison. They call it the Dumpty Humpty. Um, so I wanted to mention that one. Uh, third rule of Bean Club: Someone yells "Stop!" Goes limp, taps out. The bean is over. Fourth rule: Only two guys to a bean. Eighth and final rule: If this is your first night at Bean Club, you have to bean. Uh, just made me laugh. I loved that so much. Um, and then let's see what else did I have. Uh, I had a friend who people called a furry lover, uh, and he really loved this movie. I'm still trying to figure out the connection. <laughs> And then that when I when I heard that that made me think of that song. Uh, She's a something lover. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what you're talking about. But she's a furry lover. <laughs> She'll take your heart, but you can't see it, or something. I don't know. Wow. But it's not awesome. furry lover. It's something. It's like Hall and Oates or some shit. Yeah, I'm just glad we got Jonathan Secret to sing. Secret lover. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we just got some Jonathan singing. That's all That's all that matters to me. Uh, and then, of course, I wanted to talk about uh, the fact when people say um, this moment changed my life and just the philosophical exploration of does a moment actually change your life? And if it does, doesn't every moment change your life? Uh, I thought that was a, a fun philosophical discussion uh, to get into. Uh, and then uh, the the shout out to the movie Powder when he says, I need powder. And the sin is, I mean, a telepath with electromagnetic powders or powers in alopecia could always come in handy. But what a weird place to realize that <laughs> uh, was fun, too. So, yeah, this was definitely a fun one to write on. I'm glad it's finally out there. Uh, it has been waiting in the wings for a while. Uh, so it's good to see it out there. Is this one that was done a while back? Yeah. Yeah. I think this one's been since August. I think this one's been waiting about three months uh, to wow. see it's see the light of day. So, Yes. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Puss in Boots uh, for the final CinemaSins of the week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, 
Those are my dogs. Those are my... Every time I try to talk... Wow. Is this how Aaron feels? When we're... Okay. We're going to try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. Um, all right, let's move into keeping tabbies. I mean, tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're just going to take a look at uh, some of the stuff involved in making... The content for the week, maybe some uh, unfortunate Google searches we had to do, maybe some deleted sins. Um, what's, uh, what was from your week's process, Jonathan? Uh, it's pretty minor, but it was kind of funny. From uh, Family Guy, I decided to figure out if zoos had turkeys in them <laughs> because I thought that was weird. They decided yeah. to go to the zoo to the get turkey a turkey. Exhibit. Yeah. One thing, although it has nothing to do, but when I when I typed, do zoos have turkeys in them, the first thing that came up was a list of 12 incredible zoos to visit while in Turkey, um, <laughs> which I found interesting because the list was kind of shitty because it had aquariums on there. And it mm. also had a it also had a park that was like similar to SeaWorld. Like, that's not a zoo. What the hell are you talking about? I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> we, we, we now take you to Jonathan's uh, new channel. Well, is an it's, aquarium it's a zoo? It's called Googling Things Sins. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, zoos have aquariums in them He just sometimes. sends Google results uh, of his Google but, searches. Um, they also have a place in Turkey called the Van Cat House, which is just a zoo of cats. So I thought Chris and Jeremy might need to go mm-hmm. to Turkey. There are a lot of lot of disappointed um, yeah. people going but, to that cat house. I'll just tell you uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't um I couldn't really find anything definite, but I did find that I, one interesting thing I found the turkey that gets pardoned by the president. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the times that will get sent to a zoo. Uh, but in general I could not figure out if there were actually turkeys typically in zoos. So I felt pretty comfortable with my it was the first scent. thing I thought of whenever I was yeah. like, why are there turkeys in a zoo? Yeah. And then well, just can you imagine going to a no... zoo and being like, yeah. Daddy, I want to see the turkeys. Like I you know, no. You'd want to see a lion <laughs> or a giraffe or something. Right. Or like, something or like an exotic, exotic bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Although a turkey. I, be, I am reminded of a story like when we had when I was in high school, there was a group of students that were visiting for like a week. Maybe they were doing some kind of sports camp thing and they were from New York. Mm-hmm. And when they were coming to the school, they they demanded that the bus driver stop and pull over so they could all get out and take pictures of cows because they've never <laughs> seen them before. Nice. That's, that's interesting. So I guess in some ways, a turkey would be pretty cool to look at. It's like uh, people that live in Kansas, whenever they see a tree somewhere, they're probably really fucking stoked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pull out the cell phone. Take a picture. I actually have, I used to, I, I seriously, I drove through Kansas. I didn't see any trees. I swear to God. And then uh, a friend of ours uh, who's from Kansas went to Kansas State. She'll like every now and then she'll just tweet me and my wife a picture of a tree that she <laughs> finds and takes a picture of. When she, they she do exist. 
They do exist. They do. Uh, yeah, I did some research on some phobias for that driving over the bridge. Uh, turns out there's a couple phobias involved. Jephorophobia is the fear of driving over bridges. Um, so not necessarily technically the fear of, you know, crashing and mm-hmm. drowning, but just the fear of like being on a bridge and driving over a bridge. Uh, the more accurate fear is probably the submechanophobia, which is fear of being submerged in a car. Um, so there's very literal, uh, who would not be afraid of that? Uh, like wouldn't everybody have that? Well, okay. So yes, but phobias present themselves in interesting places, right? Like, so for instance, there's a ride or has been a ride in the past at Disney world for 20,000 leagues under the sea and you're in this machine and it goes under the water and so uh, submechanophobic would freak out. Like, you know, that would trigger them in a, in a large way. So yes, we would all, you know, there's a difference. Tech, I guess, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, there's a difference between a phobia and just having fear at dangerous situations. Um, so, yeah. No, no, that makes sense. No, no, you're right. I mean, I have phobia, so I know I get that. I guess that that's true. Like, if you were actually in that situation, you'd probably be freaking out. But, but most people probably don't think about that. Like, that's not right. something on their mind. Right. That I'm in a I machine underwater. That. You know, kind well, my, of thing. Like my wife, like I don't like driving over bridges. My wife doesn't like driving in tunnels. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's kind of like the opposite, not sort of, but uh, yeah. Yeah. And some days I just don't like driving because there's crazy people out there. Yeah. I'm totally with you. Self-driving cars. Bring them on. Um, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to mention Had was- to get that in. <laughs> I did. Always. I will always get that in at every mm-hmm. chance possible. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was the bell of the uh, technically sousaphone, but I called it a tuba because that's kind of what most people, you know- uh, know that yeah. type of instrument as uh, lots of corrections in the comments uh, that it was a sousaphone and not a tuba. And let me just tell you, having had uh, two sons play sousaphone in the marching band, I know I am I am I am aware of what a sousaphone is. The point is the bell of that instrument looked like it was some sort of metallic washer. That is not how instrument bells work. That is the point were, of the sin. There are way too many people defending Family Guy. That makes me a little sad. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, if you like Family Guy, fine. But I just, I, I just don't know. That just doesn't strike me as something you would defend. But you know, yeah, whatever. yeah. You do you, people. Uh, so anyhow, yes, I, ha- I have plenty of experience with uh, with sousaphones. Danae, what about you? I didn't actually write on anything this week. All right. Well, there you go. I guess we can move on. So then. I'll have two comments then to make up for it. Oh, I see how it is. I see the game you're playing. Maybe I should just make you talk about a personal Google search you did this week that had nothing to do with the uh, with any of the scripts. I mean, that's fine. I have many, many, many to share with you. <laughs> Most of them about how cursed items work in the world of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Never mind. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> Let's move on to the comment section. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. All right, we're each going to uh, do a comment, or apparently two in the case of Danae, uh, (laughs) this week uh, from any of the different areas that you can connect with us. Um, I guess I'll start. I wanted to talk a little bit in the Simpsons video uh, about the beautiful conversation about her first, uh, Maggie's first word being sequel. Um, because it's really fun to see people kind of go back and forth on this stuff. In this case, specifically, people mentioning that her first word was daddy in the episode where he left the room after mm-hmm. uh, she was in there and she said daddy. Mm-hmm. And then people correctly pointing out, well, technically that was a Halloween episode, which are not canon. 
so that, that that moment may not actually have happened. And then other people correctly pointing out that even if it did, Homer wouldn't have known that. And so, you know, uh, to him, sequel uh, would have been her first word. So just watching those conversations, this is a comment that literally had, uh, you know, 2,000 likes and then 70 comments of argument, you know, underneath of people going back and forth about what Maggie's first word oh uh, my is, God. including some people saying, well, technically it should be burlap uh, because she burped in that same episode. And Homer was like, her first word is burlap. Uh, because that's what it sounded like she said. Anyhow, um, Simpsons fans are the nitpickiest and the best, in my opinion. And I don't even, but I mean, but just not having watched every episode, but having seen like, I don't know, a good quarter of them. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you would even keep up enough with how they change everything. Because I've seen where people have actually tried to draw maps of Springfield. And it's like, it's insanity. <laughs> or even like just drawing like the the floor plan. Of the house. Of yeah. their house. Because that changes constantly. Well, they, in gray, they, they just don't care. They did a an actual Simpsons house. They built a, for a fan contest. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. this. They built the Simpsons oh, house yeah, and yeah, gave yeah. it to a fan. And they had to, you know, make some changes and do some work because you know it's just so, it's different. i don't know they're just trying to be nitpicky i mean i bet you have some really fun conversations though because yeah. trying to try to put all that together you know mazel tov mm -hmm. yeah no it's it's definitely fun um jonathan what about you i will go with because i wrote a couple just in case one got taken but uh I'll, on family guy and i'm yeah yeah on family guy uh kim jong-un uh i guess thank you for you know watching our videos kim jong um, he said, I'm assuming it's a alias though. I'm assuming it's not really King John. <laughs> Who knows? That'd be weird, right? Who knows? Who we, knows? We, we all never but, know. uh, he wrote, cows don't live under the sea. Sea cows. Am I a joke to you? <laughs> <laughs> sea cows aren't a thing. They're called manatees. Come on. Know, they they have their own name. <laughs> I still thought it was very funny and funny. that it was Kim Jong-un. Yes. Yes, indeed. Tanae, the what? real Kim Jong-un, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I'm sure. Tanae, what about you? Uh, this comment cracked me up from, um, Puss in Boots which was all in caps. It just says, how the hell were you able to send the letter P of all things? <laughs> <laughs> I just found that to be really funny. Mm -hmm. But then I also just wanted to give a shout out to at Jagged2319 on Twitter, who says, Aaron Dicer, I have never felt more heard by the dry swallowing pill sins from the Arrow episode. <laughs> Thank, you. Um, Thank you. And the subsequent conversation about uh, feeling pills getting stuck in your nasal passage. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure there's still a Dayquil pill up in there from three weeks ago. <laughs> Um, which I specifically asked for someone to give me context that you're not mm -hmm. insane. I've never heard of this happening before. So just thank you, uh, Nick, for tweeting us um, at our uh, Twitter handle for the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I appreciate that as well. Thank you. I feel less alone. It's, it's mm -hmm. nice to know others have the same experiences. Uh, all right, let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we have seen. Somebody on my wildest dream. Recently. I'm sorry. Wow. Um, <laughs> no. That just hey. like. Oh, I feel a lot better about my furry lover song now. Thank you. <laughs> I li it literally just like started pouring out of See, me. See, Jonathan, I would have gone with Lionel Richie's Penny Lover. Would have been the one no, in my. It's, furry but I'm getting lover. irritated because I can't think of. Yeah, that's a good song. I can't think of what that song is. It's like Hall yeah. & Oates or somebody, and it's yeah. like Secret Lover, maybe? I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Uh, who, wants, lover? who wants to kick us off? Uh, we actually, in our 
um bony pod we have a bonus podcast we do for sin club members uh we each hinted at what our beyond the sins might be as we answered a uh, a question we do that every month did i i did no 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 oh. i guess technically only danae and i did we kind of <laughs> pretended like you would do a horror movie if we kind of kept the same oh, that's theme. what it was yeah, yeah. no i so. actually i actually am doing a horror movie though that's funny uh, <laughs> so we did see we technically I, did hint I at everybody's <laughs> not about killer elevators though. i'm sorry I, I, I couldn't i can't i'm never gonna top I that did, one i probably yeah. should have just left that one out no that's all right you can do that anytime you want it's very uplifting and if um, anybody watches the lift by the way please let me know please please holler at me because i really <laughs> want to i want to have conversations about this movie uh we we hinted that each of ours are very much in the zone of the things that we uh, will recommend. So, Danae, why don't you go first? What's in your okay. your perfect zone? Well, uh, last week I was talking about, you know, webcomic that I was enjoying. And I kind of mentioned that I was going to bring up one that's a little bit more like serious and gritty. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to I wanted to do that before I forget to do that. So um, recently it was recommended to um, start on this new one called Omniscient Reader. So the webtoon is called Omniscient Reader. Um, and I've, I've mentioned one before called not even bones and that one and this one are similar in that I think they're based off of an existing novel and there are artists that are create, that are basically creating the webtoons version of a novel. So there are people that are commenting on like the very first episode that are like, oh, I, I'm so excited to, you know, see the story in a new form. And there's this massive following of fans of this. And so I, I looked it up and it is. Uh, based on something called omniscient readers viewpoint. So that's kind of the where it comes from. Um, this has fighting and, you know, scary creatures in it and, you know, blood. And so they have like the content warning. Um, but I haven't found it to be in, really over the top. But essentially, it's a really interesting premise of this guy named um, Kim Dokja. And he's on a train headed home one day talking about like talking to himself in his mind about like this book that he's been reading. Um, and he appears to be the only person that's been reading it. And the series is coming to an end. And he's like the one true, like the big fan of this, this series he's reading. Um, and then all of a sudden his world becomes that world. And what was happening in this book that he was reading starts to happen in his real life. And so he knows essentially what is about to unfold in front of him. Um, but it's a very complex world. It's it's definitely got like that anime style feel where um, it feels kind of like a video game. There's uh, star constellations that are watching this happen and, and, and there's like a streamer and all this stuff where it's just really, it's very, very interesting. I, I, I'm It's very well written. It's very well drawn and it has stakes involved. A lot of the stuff on Webtoons, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of stakes you know, uh, for the for the people, this one they're in mortal peril, tr peril trying to survive. Crazy, um, you know, monsters that are appearing out of nowhere, and uh, it's just it seems like it's a really well thought out world too. And they're developing it and introducing us to it in a really clever way visually. With you know these people who are trying to figure out how to survive, um, all of a sudden like this floating panel will appear in front of them, and they'll realize that they have like stats that they can access. And they're leveling up, realizing that their life is kind of essentially part of this game all of a sudden. 
Um, so again, it's called Omniscient Reader. It is on Webtoons, which I will continue to tell you about fun stories that I'm en- enjoying. The uh, artists and writers are called Sing Singsong and Sleepy Sea. Um, right now they're on their 22nd episode, so it's just getting started in this format. Um, but again, it's also, I guess, a book series of some kind, and I haven't done a ton of a ton of research on that because I'm trying not to give myself spoilers because I'm really enjoying this one. What was the name again? Uh, it's called Omniscient Reader, and it is on Webtoons. This one sounds interesting to me because it sounds very meta. I like things that are meta, so that yeah, it, it sounds, sounds like it's got cool. like a lot of interesting kind of you know ways that it plays into that. Um, yeah, yeah, and and you can kind of tell even though we're in the episode 22 um probably because they're pulling it from existing material there's just so much left to see so you're you know you're with your main protagonist um and you're experiencing it through kim's you know viewpoint but then there's all these other players around and and he's saying things like even though i've read this this didn't happen in the book so there's some things that are happening that are like but i know what i i or this is changing. This is not what happened in the story that I read. Right. Um, where he's trying to kind of work the system, but it's still playing against him. So, you know, anything can anything can happen. But it's just really well drawn. And they're, the most recent uh, panels, um, like episode 21 and 22, uh, there's just this truly terrifying creature. And uh, so it's, it's, it's morbid in that way. And I think, mm-hmm. it, I don't know, I think that there's probably an audience that would be more drawn to a web, tune like this one than the ones i've mentioned so far jonathan what about you um so yeah no there's a, a movie on netflix that's been getting a lot of good word of mouth recently called his house have you seen this Aaron? i have not i have okay. heard good things but i have not seen it yeah um so i finally got to check it out this week um and it is about it is a uh it is a movie about a refugee couple who were escaping the uh the south sudan uh, the, the, the wars going on there and, um, they're giving temporary sanctuary in a town in England. Uh, the actors who I'd never seen anything before, I'm going to totally butcher these names, but it's, uh, it's Sope Dirasu, I'm going to say, and Wunmi Mosaku. And, uh, they are awesome. Um, they are far and away the best thing about this. And I guess I kind of get why people are really digging this movie. It also kind of feels like something along the lines, it is a horror movie, but it also feels something along the lines of like, get out. Um, there's definitely like a, a big part of it is a social message on top of, mm-hmm. on top of the horror because they are escaping like this war torn country and, uh, this war torn area. And they're trying to, you know, they're trying to find sanctuary somewhere safer and, but then they're but then they're facing like uh, the horrors of that scenario. Sure. And then on top of that, uh, the housing project that they get moved into, um, they start uh, the the husband starts believing that it might be haunted. And then I don't maybe a slight spoiler, but you find this out pretty early on. And then the the wife starts saying that she believes it is a witch that has followed them um, because of something they have done in the past. And that's kind hmm. of where the movie starts. But it's it's very much a character piece about these two people. Uh, dealing with their uh, transition, um, you know, to this to this situation and how like the husband is wanting to adapt everybody like, you know, he doesn't want to eat on the floor. He wants to eat at the table. He wants to use utensils instead of their hands, you know, stuff like that. She's kind of more wanting to keep their old ways. And there's so there's kind of a domestic struggle there, which is interesting. I found all that pretty fascinating because I don't know, obviously don't know anything about having to do that. Mm hmm. 
um, having to be an immigrant. You know, I don't know anything about that. So right. that aspect of it, I thought was interesting. The haunted house stuff, I didn't really latch onto as much. I, I and I don't know why. Maybe on a second viewing, I'll like it better. But I did think at the end, it kind of just turned into like um, a more standard type of horror scenario. And that didn't interest me as much. Um, but like I said, I totally get why people are liking it. I mean, because it is a very interesting approach to this type of to this type of mm-hmm. uh, genre, subgenre trope or whatever. Uh, Matt Smith is in it. Uh, Doctor Who is that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably the only person anyone would really know if they know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and it's a very, it's, it's really only like four or five characters in the entire movie. And it's really quick. It's only like an hour and a half. Um, so I don't think I, I don't think I gelled with it. Like a lot of people are, but with that being said, it's, it's definitely interesting. I probably will watch it again at some point in my life and maybe I'll like it better then. Yeah. So it's kind of a wreck of warn for me. Um, but if it interests you at all, I definitely say, uh, check it out. Uh, for sure. So that's his house on Netflix. Matt Smith also in one of Danae's favorite shows, The Crown, uh, season one. Yes. Uh, and, so. uh, and and Terminator Dark Fate, which I'm sure she's a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. my uh, my tattoo of The Crown is actually healing right now. It's on my shoulder. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah, so we're all right in our, our wheelhouse this week. Danae's doing a web tune. Uh, Jonathan <laughs> is doing a horror movie and I am doing a reality television show. Uh, I fell into Netflix's We Are the Champions. It is There are six episodes available on Netflix. This is um, produced by and narrated by Rain Wilson, uh, who you know is Dwight Schrute mm-hmm. from The Office. Another, um, another favorite show of Danae's. Yes, Danae loves The Office as well. Um, mm-hmm. he, I think that tattoo's on your butt, maybe? Is that where you put the... Uh, yeah, I have Dun- I have Dunder Mifflin on the back of my knee so that I can make that <laughs> farting noise whenever I want. <laughs> you know, I squeeze it with my hand and then the air between gets trapped. Uh-huh. Yeah, that works out. Works uh, works out well. Uh, anyhow, he is great in narrating this. But this show was basically made for me. I have said many times in my life, I find very few things as interesting as people who are the best at what they do, no matter what it is. Uh, you know, like I'm very enamored by excellence at even the most random things, and that is what this show is about. The first episode is about cheese chasing. Um, and it follows the uh, English tradition uh, that happens in one town there of chasing a ro- uh, roll oh of cheese down God, the hill. Down the hill? Yeah. They did yeah. that on that episode of Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. My wife and I still watch that scene all the time because it's hilarious. So that's the it's entire crazy. first episode is like oh, details on that. we've got to watch this. And, and it's also about like who the best at it is. And that's, of course, you know, the part that's appealing to me. The second episode is about chili pepper eating and about like the, the you know, the hottest chili pepper and who the best uh, in the competitions are. The third episode is about fantasy hairstyling. And it ta- it shows you like the, I think it's the Bronner Brothers um, uh, competition, hair competition that happens every year. This I, sounds awesome. It is incredible. It has been a long time <laughs> since I've had a TV show that it was this much just like made for me. And I could not <laughs> stop watching these episodes. Uh, like I said, there are only six of them, but each one is amazing. The Yo-Yo Championship episode is just astonishing. Um, and add to the fact that it's just interesting on its own that Rain Wilson is really funny and that the narration is written really well. Um, is he? It's, yeah, I mean, in this he is. In <laughs> no, this he I'm is. Kidding, I'm kidding. I, 
I think he's funny, but uh, <laughs> but anyhow, I huge, kinda, huge, it, huge recommend. It kind of. Do you remember that's incredible? Yes. Yes. This, def- this kind of sounds like like a yes. modern version of that's incredible. Yes. <laughs> that's great. Absolutely. That is the that is the vibe, and it is so right up my alley. I want them to make hundreds of these, and I want to watch them all. I just you know. I want to see the one about the Tetris championships. I want to see the one, you know, about, you know, coffee uh, brewing or whatever, whatever it is. I just I want to see the best at well, it. Hopefully it's like they're just making more because they've been doing this with some of their shows like Unsolved Mysteries. They like they started with just six episodes and then they mm-hmm. just released six more recently. So maybe that's like every few months yeah. you'll get like six episodes of, you know, whatever. Uh, we are the champions. Yeah, it would be, be cool. It would be nice. Obviously, it's a difficult one to produce during a pandemic when a lot of these events yeah. aren't happening anymore I, I my son was watching uh these with me and he was like hey remember when we could you know be in rooms with other people and i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know man i know so anyhow huge recommend uh we are the champions is what it's called and it is on the netflix nice there you go that's gonna wrap it up for behind the scenes this week don't make uh don't make sure don't forget to make sure that you are subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can actually mail it to us. We have a P.O. Box, P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. Feel free to hang out with us on Twitter. Uh, I am at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and Johnny, eh, eh, eh. And myself, we will see you next week. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting CinemaSins.com slash BTS. No, but do you see Spider-Man behind me? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> this is fun. I accidentally introduced Jonathan to the background feature <laughs> in Google Meet. I apologize. There's a background feature? <laughs> oh, no. I've been looking oh, no. for that. We're gone. Where is it? We're done. It's over. All right. So no outtakes for the show today. Quick today, make an outtake. Well, I guess it's time to do the show. <laughs> but without Jonathan. <laughs> Pyrus is starting to do this thing where um, I'll say to her, like, yes or no, do you want to do this? Uh, she was having dinner last night and she wanted to watch another episode of uh, Nature Cat. And mm-hmm. so she says, Mom, can I watch another episode of Nature Cat? Answer me now. Yes or no. <laughs> I don't want to hear a discussion. I just want an answer. <laughs> As my boys would definitely do that to me when they were younger. They're like, Dad, I don't want to have a conversation. Just tell me. <laughs> just tell me. Yes. Or no. You always want to talk about everything for so long. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. You guys want to do a podcast? Sure. Oh, okay. All right. Then we can. Let's do a podcast. I'll talk like this the whole time. I mean, it's a good thing I pay attention sometimes. Otherwise, I would have been fucked. Happy Thanksgiving. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 